welcome to The Great Beyond. I'm here with Jason Doyle. Hello. Hi, JD. Uh, so, off the top of the show, in case you haven't listened to No Dunks or don't listen, uh, on September 30th, about two weeks ago, our friend and colleague and family member, Tass Mellis, suffered a very serious injury. He was hit by a car uh, leaving a baseball game. He was on foot. And at first, it was very dire. Yes. Very severe. Very fucking scary. Uh, you called to tell me about it um, the night that it happened. And we were all obviously very, very freaked out and very scared for Tass and his family. Mm-hmm. And I can say that the good news is, the top line is, that even though it was a very severe accident, I would say that things are looking up. He's made a ton of improvement since it happened. Yes. He's out of the ICU. Mm-hmm. which is great to hear. Uh, now, I don't want to go too much into the medical part because obviously I'm, I'm in LA. I'm not in Atlanta right now. I haven't had a chance to see Tass, but I am going down in a couple weeks from now to see him. Uh, I know you have, so if there's anything you want to say about seeing him, um, you know, go ahead. Uh, but, you know, again, I don't want to get too much into the doctor's parts. Frankly, I, I don't really know. I don't know directly from a doctor, obviously, any kind of <laughs> prognosis. I don't know if they're able to give a prognosis. Yeah. Uh, we're dealing with the brain. And frankly, d- the do- doctors don't even know what the fuck is going on in the brain. They can make certain guesses. But really, as a whole, as to what brain trauma is, as to what a concussion is, the jury is still out on a lot of stuff, right. and not just for tasks, but just in general. I mean, I know I have some experience, nothing nearly in the ballpark as severe as what has happened to tasks. Right. But frankly, you go in for symptoms related to concussions and the doctors are like, this is what we kind of think, but you know, right. we don't really know for sure. Yeah. Um, so I know you did see Tass. Is there anything that you want to say about that i mean yeah i saw him yesterday um and it was obviously great to see him i've seen him twice i, I saw him last week when he was still in the icu and uh it's the progress that he's made is actually incredible to be honest like when i saw him yesterday he was getting up he was walking around he he is getting back to himself he's not quite there yet he's still dealing with a lot of confusion he doesn't i don't he's come to grips with how he got there although i think he doesn't quite believe it um when when he talks about it now he it's like he's reciting what uh danielle his wife has told him and he's and he says it with a an air of i i know i'm not buying it but this is what uh has been told to me and this is why i'm here um but he's made incredible prog- progress. He's nowhere near out of the woods yet. Aside from the head injury, he's had some other issues. The guy got hit by a car. So um, obviously he's dealing with, with a lot. Um, and, you know, I, honestly, from my perspective, I'm still getting over the gut punch of, of finding out about it, you know, like as, you, as we all are. Um, but, yeah, he's... I would, the report is that he's doing well, and I think that he's moving out of the hospital and into like a rehab, like an, an inpatient rehab uh, set, mm-hmm. center or something like that. So, you know, we'll keep everybody updated on this feed and the No Dunks feed moving forward. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, scary, scary stuff. 
Well, I'm so happy to hear that, that things are going better. I, it's funny because when you're so removed from it as I am, yeah, and you're just getting text updates, it is really hard to, to figure out what's going on. And then you hear a piece of good news, but then you sort of close your eyes and picture. I mean, I think we've all seen someone in a hospital. Yeah. Um, I know my, my mother had a serious accident when I was probably about 13 years old, and she was in the hospital in a full... Um, body cast and I mean, I'll never forget that I was very young but that memory yeah. sticks out yeah anyways you see someone in the hospital it's fucking frightening totally. and and sure it's like oh he's being more verbal now he's talking more now he has more awareness of what's going on now but then you close your eyes and picture you know all the the tubes and needles that are probably in his arm <laughs> and, and just Jesus you know what is the rest of his body looks like right and it's it's hard you know, it, I mean, it's great to to think of the positive stuff, but I just want everyone to know this isn't, we're being positive given the circumstances, but this is a long road. It's going to be a long road. Yeah. And like you said, like, you know, this, this freaked me the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, you, you told me on Wednesday when you had found out and I, I didn't leave the house for like, I'm not exaggerating, for f- five days, five, six days, I didn't leave the house. I mean, obviously it's very... You know, I don't have kids. Uh, mm. <laughs> I mean, took out the dog for a walk, but right. I wasn't in no mood. I mean, that's that's why we haven't done the show in a long time because this show aims to be lighthearted and funny. And yeah. the last thing I felt like doing was being lighthearted and funny. Yeah. And you know, this was really my first. You never know moment. <laughs> Yeah. You know, everyone is always saying it's such a cliche, but it's like, you never know. So, you know, live life to the fullest right. and nothing is promised. And tell everyone you love them because you just don't. I mean, pick any cliche that you want that you've heard all your life. Obviously, I've lost people I love that are very close to me, but in ways where you know it's you know going to happen, frankly, yeah. because of old age. Right. And this was my first moment, my first real moment where it hit me that you really nothing is promised that's true yeah as much of a cliche it is god damn it if it's not fucking true (laughs) yeah like just just think of like yeah just just the go ahead just the like uh just how your life can change in an instant right and not just Mm -hmm. i mean obviously tass's life and his and danny's life and his kid's life but just the ripple effect of everybody around him is just like oh my god like i I am very confident that Tass is going to make a full recovery, but in a way, like he'll never, he'll never be the same because this thing happened to him. You know what I mean? Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Like, yeah, it's just of like, course. and, uh, yeah, it's like, you, you sort of hug your kids a little tighter that night kind of thing. And I know that I've been dropping my kids off at various things that they've been doing. And I'm like, so fucking paranoid now about where I'm dropping them so they don't have to cross the street, you know, like, uh, just, you know, but yeah, it's just the, the fleeting nature of life. And you, you always sort of, the last time we talked like this was, uh, we had a, a, a colleague of ours was killed in a car accident while we were at summer league. Mm. I don't know if you remember that. I've been um, thinking about that too. The, this woman joy uh who we we worked with every day like she sat next to me every day and she just it was a single car accident and all of a sudden she was just gone from our lives and her life was over and it, we really don't know what happened and that's another thing here about the tasks we actually don't know what happened all we know is that he was hit by a car um 
you know, and to, to and we a, know we know it wasn't a hit and run. We know it was a hit. It wasn't a hit and run, and the driver is is cooperating. But it, there was a lot of anger, obviously. I mean, I was angry, you know. But the mm. the the simple fact is that we we have no idea what happened. Tass certainly doesn't. He he doesn't remember it at this point, um, and who knows if he ever will. But um, but yeah, it's a, it's you know yeah all the cliches. Live your life like. Uh, <laughs> Because you never know. You never know. This guy, he went to a Braves game. As he he loves mm-hmm. baseball, he went he went to a Braves game and he parked very far from from the park. So he had a like a mile away, a mile walk, and uh, he was crossing the street and he got hit by a car. What happened? We're not sure. Who's to blame? I don't. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> like no, it's, I mean it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And it, you know, it's you mentioned joy. That's something I w- I was thinking about too. Because I remember when it happened, you know, we we were colleagues with her. We certainly weren't close to her, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, that's sorry. Uh, this is so scattered, but that's another thing. It's like I think about how you know I've I've lived away from you guys for four years at this point. Yeah. But from 2010 to 2019, you know, yeah. like or 2009 to 2019, I would say for me at least for yeah. 10 years, I saw Tass more than anyone more yeah. than his family right like yeah. well, you know we're we're working at turner we're going you know we're there for eight nine ten sometimes ten hours a day yeah you know we we the the six of us at the time we were all seeing each other more than our families were yeah. especially because in most cases our families weren't even living in atlanta and once you know that bond gets sort of solidified and the bond of of the show and um just all that time we've spent together. It's like, fuck this, this feels like a family member. Totally. God. And, that, the, and, and, and Jesus, I know his kids and, and obviously Danielle's wife. And, and like, it's, it's impossible not to think about the kids. You know, this is a guy who's in, a, in the prime of his life. Thank God he's, he was healthy as, as yeah. can be, you know, and that will, I'm sure help him in his recovery, but prime of his life, you know, whatever got the world by the balls, you know, <laughs> yeah. he's got this great job, you know, amazing wife amazing kids and uh, it was just impossible not to think about how this completely upends everything and in, in not just his life but but their lives too yeah uh oh sorry so back to the joy thing like i said we didn't know her very well so when it happened all we were getting was work emails saying she's been in a car accident yes it is serious um, you know, no information on whether you can visit her yet, but right. we'll, we'll keep you posted and we're hoping for the best. And you're like, okay, that sounds terrible, but yeah. Okay. You know, and then the updates keep, kept coming through and it was like, okay, still not taking visitors, but you know, blah, blah. And then one day the just, the email was just, we're sad to <laughs> tell you the news that joy has passed. Well, it was like, oh, worse fuck. than that actually, because they were the email was basically like she is being taken off life support. Like that was like, that was the news that we got. And we were in the middle of summer league and she was supposed to be there with us. And you know, she was, she was beloved. And like, I can't describe the, how it was that day. I mean, they had grief counselors coming in and it was, it was absolutely brutal for sure. Yeah, so so you think of that, and you don't want to think of that, but you get the report of like a 
you know, brain trauma yeah. and bleeding, internal bleeding. And, and I really, really, really tried not to think negatively at all. But I mean, Frank, I mean, it is part of my nature. <laughs> That's what I do. I think of worst case scenarios. Yeah. And, and I, so I, I, I couldn't function. Yeah. You know, yeah. until I start to hear like, okay, he's, you know, we, we can't say he's going to be okay, but, you know, we know that he's getting better. Yes. Incrementally. Yeah. Uh, but God, it, it was just, it was so fucking rough. Like just picturing him there. Yeah. You know, there was one detail where he, he, he didn't know his name, you know, when he was first got there. And yeah. I don't know why. Every time I thought of that, I just started crying. Yeah, Just yeah. that idea of how th- how thin our <laughs> our connection to the world is, but our connection to ourselves is. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean, it's uh, that part was scary. He didn't he he didn't know Danny's name, um, but he's better. He's getting better. He's getting better. Like I was sitting with Tass yesterday. We were laughing and joking around. Were there moments of confusion? Absolutely. But he's on the mend. So you're going to feel way better when you see him. I'm so happy to hear that. Yes. And I am, I am going to see him. I, I don't know. How did you feel like, or how do you feel just in general when there is sad news, you know, from people close to you? Like, do you feel, <laughs> do you feel guilty if like you find yourself laughing or, you know, <laughs> having fun and then it hits you and you're like, is this okay? Should I be? Like, I, I was just, I was thinking about it a lot because I was, like I said, really, really sad. I was in a, a, a huge funk. I mean, again, I know this isn't about me, but I, I think it is helpful to just talk about how, how it hits you and how it affects you. Yeah. I was like... Does it make a difference to be sad? Like, obviously, he doesn't know if I'm happy or sad. It's right. not going to. I'm not magical thinking here. I'm not thinking that if I'm super sad that it's going to affect him in any way. But like, mm-hmm. I was thinking like, oh, so should I post this thing about the show at Instagram? Like, I don't know. I was like, God forbid, if Danielle on like one minute of downtime is just needs some mind-numbing thing to do and turns on Instagram, is like that going to be offensive? That there's other people out there that are like living quote-unquote normally right uh anyways i don't know did did this calculus enter your brain at all well you know i'm incapable of feeling guilt so i mean (laughs) 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 i mean especially with tass if tass found out that i had canceled plans or something because he was in the Mm -hmm. hospital knowing that i can't do anything and i can't see him Tass would be pissed. He would be annoyed. He's like, why the fuck would you do that? You know what I mean? Like, right. um, right. You know, we were, we went, the first thing that we did after Tass was in the hospital, we went to Major League Pickleball. There, we had tickets to go see this fucking tournament. So we went to Mm -hmm. a, we went to an event and I kind of felt guilty about it for 10 seconds. And I was like, what am I, you know? It's not like I at the time we couldn't get in to see him anyways, and it's Tass. He wouldn't, he wouldn't care, and yeah, the, that kind of thing is. It doesn't really bother me, but what does bother? What freaks me out about it 
is just the nature of life. Like I have two kids, they're very busy Mm -hmm. schedules and life just has to march on. So if I'm putting myself in Tass's position and I'm like, fucking the whole, you know, (laughs) is that existential, like the world is just going to go on without me. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. and that's a good thing. I think that's a, that's a good thing. That's almost like a comfort to me. Just knowing that, Hey, when when my time comes, everything's just going to go go on without me. That's it. And that's that's good. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about you and I kind of figured that because you do have two kids and you the obligations persist yeah. no matter what is happening externally to you, that you would be sad, but you would by pure obligation just have to get out of your shell and have right. to leave the house and have to do normal stuff, pick up the kids, make dinner for them. And, you know, because I don't have kids and I do have a lifestyle where I can completely recede into myself and I don't have obligations and I'm like, well, I have to go do that. Uh, yeah, you know, I just, I guess I just spiraled out and I'm not, I, I know it's not a good thing. I know it's not a good thing, but, but that is, that's just where I've fucking been. And I, it's only in the last few days where I've been like, okay, He's going to be fine. Yeah. It's yeah. not going to add anything to anyone's life for me to be, you know, walk around you know, crazy heavy hearted. Um, but obviously, as I said, I'm going to be in Atlanta in the next two weeks. Um, as far as the show goes, we just kind of wanted to ease back into it with yeah. uh, a great beyond where it was just me and JD. And that's all that's going to happen this week. But then starting next week on Monday, there will be a, a regular, is this good episode? Um, with skeets and that will be the last episode that is in both our feeds so if you're listening to this well to listen to this you have to have been subscribed to this new feed (laughs) so i guess i guess you're safe here um tas we love you i can't wait to see you um i know like jd said that you are going to get through this you're strong as hell. You're stubborn as hell. And you have an amazing support system around you. I know you're getting excellent care. Uh, and so, he'll probably yeah, come out I of just, this, knowing Tass, he'll probably come out of this better looking, which will be very annoying. I know. He'll, he'll end up with some kind of like <laughs> scar that adds character <laughs> that people are like, ooh, what? that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Who's that mysterious man? I can't believe he's got a cooler uh, no, no, you story can't. to he's tell. He's going to have to be... <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Go ahead. I can't believe he had a really cool injury story when he broke his femur playing softball. But now no, this it wasn't cool at all. He broke a femur playing like <laughs> slow pitched men's beer league softball. What was cool about that? <laughs> I don't know. It's just kind of a cool sort of, you know, it was it's funny. Cool. It's funny. It, well, it wasn't funny at the time. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Um, But uh, no, he's he is going to be fine. So thanks also to everyone that's reached out and, and left comments. I know Tass is in your thoughts and in your hearts, and uh, I'm sure he appreciates that. Yeah, the outpouring of support and all, like, we set up a GoFundMe for him and his family, just really just as a place for people to go and leave their, their thoughts and whatever. I haven't checked it in a long time, but we're it is it, the, the amount of support and love that came out of that was, like, so heartwarming and uh, I couldn't even read it because you know how I don't like to be in touch with my feelings 
but mm-hmm. I know Skeets, <laughs> Skeets was reading. Rachel was reading. Are you reading this? She's like bawling her eyes out, and I'm like, no, thank you. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, so thanks to everybody. Yeah, thanks to everyone. Uh, so that's the update. Uh, we'll do a quick little break, <laughs> aka palate cleanser, and then on the other side, we will. Um, dip our toes in the water of talking about the most insignificant, dumb bullshit uh, that you've heard for your entertainment and hopefully for our entertainment as well. So we'll see you on the other side. All right. Welcome back. JD, thank you so much for coming this week. Uh, fuck it is. It is good to speak to you and see your face. Um, did anything good or not good happen to you this week? Well, uh, I had another stupid argument with my wife. Are you ready for this one? Uh, as long as it doesn't involve pickleball, I am ready for it. Yeah, no, no, there's no pickleball in this. Okay, perfect. She thinks that Twix is a cookie. Mm-hmm. So that's my question to you. <laughs> is Twix a cookie? Because my entire life, I've called it a chocolate bar. A chocolate bar with a cookie crunch. Look, if she thinks it's a cookie, then, I mean, you know, if that is true, what else is true? Then I do have to ask her, does she think that Twix is made in two different factories, one where they make the left Twix and one where they make the right Twix? Because if she says yes, then we can immediately throw her opinion out the window. Right, right. Exactly. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I feel good. Well, did you, have you read the definition of Twix? Like... Did you do a Google? Well, no, because I didn't think I had to. And actually, uh, no, you don't have to. But I just want to hear how they describe. Well, here's a, so here's I, a I bombshell for you because I looked at okay. the package, and it says on the package, a cookie bar. So cookie bar. Yeah, like it said, a cookie bar, like Twix, a cookie bar, very small print. But probably they're <laughs> Very, almost like they're embarrassed. About they're, yeah, it. they're like, you You know what? I know you people are going to argue about this. So we're just going to throw this in there. Like, it's not a chocolate bar. They're calling it a cookie bar. But of course, like, it's not like on a O. Henry or a Mars bar or a Snickers. It says a chocolate bar. Right? I think it's a chocolate bar. I, I mean, you can, like, for instance, no, this actually goes against my point. Because, you know, they have those Oreos that are covered in chocolate. Yeah. So from the outside, it looks kind of like a chocolate bar, but a circle. That's still a cookie, obviously. Well, it's a but circle. But it is covered in chocolate. And it's a circle. So it can't be a bar, you're saying? Well, a, a bar is a bar, and a circle is a circle. <laughs> and okay, a, cookie. a bar is a bar, a circle is a circle. <laughs> now, they do have wafer. Like, okay, is a Nutty Buddy. So Peppermint Patty is, if I say... I'd like, can you pick me up a chocolate bar? And you say, what do you want? I say, peppermint patty. You say, sorry, that's not a bar. <laughs> Does not compute. Okay, all right. Touche, touche. I mean, this, this definitional stuff, this goes back to the argument that I used to have with you guys in the office where we did spend many hours together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was always maintained that chocolate or chocolate or chocolate bars were not candy. They right. were chocolate. Right. Right now, people said, well, they're called a candy bar. I said, do this thought experiment. <laughs> you're going to the convenience store. You're going to 7-Eleven. You say, uh, what do you want? I say, well, you know, I got a bit of a sweet tooth today. You're like, okay, yeah, well, what are you into? And I say, I don't know, just bring me back some candy. Right. And if you bring me back 
uh, chocolate-covered almonds or a Twix bar, yeah, I'm going to be pissed. Because when I say I want candy, I mean Skittles. Swedish Fish, yeah. Sour Patch Kid, Skittles, mm-hmm. yeah, candy. Right. If I wanted chocolate, I would have said, bring me chocolate. Right. Now, I know it is called a candy bar, but again, I, I got to go back to it. A seahorse is not a horse. So... <laughs> I do think that this is a chocolate bar. It's not really that controversial to me. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. It's just like it, it just in the same way that like a uh, a a Mars bar is not nougat. Right. It's not. Yeah. Exactly. It's not a new. It's just nougat. So, but then again, there's not something called a nougat. <laughs> right. I'd like a nougat. Pass me the nougat, please. Okay. Yeah. Peanuts. A chocolate bar that has peanuts in it. Yeah. It's not peanuts. You're right. It's a chocolate bar. Exactly. It's been reconstituted. So, Rachel, you are a bang my John Hodgman <laughs> gavel. <laughs> Get out of here. Consider it settled. So, so basically, it's not... Another way you know is that cookies, like store-bought cookies, like an Oreo, a Chips Ahoy, mm-hmm. uh, whatever those Keebler Elves are up to, those come in very different packaging. They come in sleeves. Right. You know, the cookies are all lined up. Right. A chocolate bar... Is a chocolate bar, right? Comes in a in a package of its own, of its own. I was gonna say choosing, but right. I'm really right. losing the plot here. Yeah, they, but no, we, I, I don't think this is very controversial. Yeah, it's not a chocolate. You're bar. saying that you're basically. I mean, it is a chocolate bar. It is a cho- <laughs> It is a chocolate <laughs> bar, and cookie is an ingredient in the chocolate bar. I will say, if somebody offered me a said, "Hey, do you want a cookie?" and offer and brought out a plate of like Twixes. I'd be thrilled. I would be absolutely thrilled. Because one thing we can all fuck. agree on. Okay, no. Yeah, fuck. You see, you got me fucked up here because you're <laughs> right. If the Twix were out of the package and you didn't know what they were, like let's say someone's bringing you a sampler platter. There's lady fingers yep. covered in chocolate. Those are definitely cookies. There's um, all sorts of like uh, digestifs that are covered in chocolate. Yep. Those are cookies. Yeah. Uh, there's, what else do you got? Like those... Um, like a tea biscuit, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, You're yeah. British, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Those are covered in chocolate, and they're all in different shapes. Some are circular, right. some are rectangular, mm-hmm. uh, like in the shape of a cookie. Some are long and rectangular, like a ladyfinger, which right. a Twix would fit. So really, if it was just on a plate, is a Twix that different than a ladyfinger? And I hope it, not everyone's commenting, like, the fuck is a ladyfinger, you <laughs> fucking commonwealth <laughs> assholes? I'm going to look it up and make sure that it is... Uh, yeah, no, like, a thing that people here would eat. Well, oh, here. Okay, I mean, well, I don't know what I would. Do. I'm just googling and I'm <laughs> seeing pictures of ladyfingers. Right. Maybe ladyfingers isn't even what I mean now that I'm looking at them. They're just. But there are long, thin, finger-like cookies. Yes. Yes. That are covered completely in chocolate, and if you put a Twix next to it, it would look the same. Okay. You they bite hear... into it and you say there is cookie in here. Yeah, but that falls into the category of the Oreo, dipped in chocolate, right? It's the majority of that food is cookie. There's just chocolate around okay. it. Uh, sir, may I approach the bench? Oh, yes, please. <laughs> I feel like yeah. at a congressional hearing, I'm just talking very <laughs> quietly into the mic. Um, yes. Uh, I do have uh, some more evidence that I'd like to present in favor of uh, the cookie. Okay, here here we go. If the If the... Filling that's inside the chocolate can stand on its own. If it is already a thing on its own, then it can be a cookie. Right. So if it, an Oreo is inside the chocolate covering, yep. 
hey, guess what? An Oreo is already a cookie. If you stripped off the chocolate of a Twix, I'm sorry, but that's not a cookie, and it doesn't. Ex- it didn't exist as that before it was that's covered right. in chocolate. That's because right. Because then it's like saying you can get a wafer cookie. So you tell me that a Kit Kat is also a cookie? Because if you yeah. stripped off the chocolate, which some freaks do, they like to suck on it like a lollipop <laughs> until it slowly fades away. Wow. Yeah, that's a weird. This is going to be a weird gif <laughs> from what I just did, but that's okay. <laughs> that's it. Look. That's the risk you take when you start video podcasts. That's exactly You're going right. to do weird things. You're going <laughs> to make it look like you are filleting someone at least once a show. Mm-hmm. But that, look, that's what we have to do. Uh, so there we go. Obviously, a Kit Kat is not a cookie. Obviously, a Twix is not a cookie because the interior did not previously exist as a cookie. Right. Okay. I rest my case. Settled. I mean, but chime okay. in, everybody. Settled. Chime in. Let us know. Chime in. Chime in. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, so the, the one, I mean, well, I hesitate to say good thing, but I have not fucking left, barely left the house in two weeks. So I have been watching a lot of television. Okay. And much earlier than expected, I did what I promised to do, and I rewatched The Lord of the Rings. Oh, all of them? All of them with two caveats. One, I didn't watch the extended versions because the amount, the time on the Max app like, I was like, oh, okay, this is the extended one, because it's like three hours and eight minutes, let's say, on the fellowship. Yeah. And uh, and then I see next to it, extended version. I'm like, oh, so how long is that? And it's like four hours? It's like no. an extra hour? And wow. even I remembered, look, I, I rewatched these movies so people wouldn't be angry anymore about all the mistakes that we've made about right, them. But right. I realized that in talking about it, I'm just going to make them angry all over again. But one of the things that I remembered from the first movie was the Shire stuff is long at it's the start long. of The Fellowship. It takes a while to get going. And I don't know where they're adding that extra hour in, but if they're adding any of it to that, I don't want to see it. It's already padded enough. So I, I went for just the regulars, and then I did fall asleep uh, in the last 30 minutes of uh, The Return of the King. Right. So you Which missed... I was okay with, because from what I remember, it ends seven times. Exactly. And it, you're like, I wish this would have ended. So I think my brain was like, my brain did a director's cut. It wow. just said, nope. Yep. We're done here. <laughs> you're going to sleep. We're done here. Uh, anyways, good movies, though. Good movies. Really? So, I... If you've been upset... Just are you that saying that just movies. to appease people, or are you serious? Uh, yeah, well, they're not bad. <laughs> they're not bad. <laughs> no, they're not bad at all. But you weren't a fan now, of the books, though. You the, you never read the books. I read The Hobbit in the fifth grade. Okay, well, that's that's not Lord of the Rings. That's why I thought it was 500 pages long, which is an <laughs> argument we had last, right. the last time we spoke to each other. Okay, here's just a couple things I'll say. Okay. Well, first of all, the the practical effects still look fucking great. Yeah. Like all the Hobbit stuff and how they're small compared, looks great. The CGI stuff, like the trees, the ants, they look a little rough, I will yeah. say. Well, I mean. From, from the perspective of today. What year are we talking? It was These, I think the first one was 2001. Okay. So we're, that's a 20-year-old movie. It's 20-year-olds. Yeah. No, it's not your fault, Peter. Yeah. Peter, he if had... you're listening, <laughs> get back. So, uh, I don't know how you did it. <laughs> The eight hours to get back, I'll watch an extended version of that, actually. Peter, <laughs> well, apparently can. there's a 32-hour version of that. but Oh, really? Yeah. That's too much. Okay. That's, that's a or, lot. It's a lot of dicking okay. around. <laughs> we, we shall not grow old, Peter, okay? So we, we <laughs> yeah. can't be watching a 32 hours of get back. 
so, and then I will also say, and this is just a problem I have with fantasy in general, which is probably why I'm not a fantasy guy. Mm-hmm. What are their powers? Yeah. I scream inside my brain as I watch this. Mm-hmm. Now, there's so much fucking exposition in this movie. It's not like I want more. But would it kill them in passing? Gandalf, what can you do? Right. <laughs> Just let us know what you can do. So that it will add to the dramatic tension when I'm like, oh, fuck, Gandalf can't do that. So this right. they're really in a jam here. Yeah. I never know if he's just going to be able to, like, dive 1,000 meters into a cave, punching a Balrog in the face, and then jump onto the roof, and then fight him there. And then sometimes he can use his staff to, like, just, like, boom, swat, like, thousands of people out of the way. And then there was this part where uh, they're in Gondor, I want to say. Okay. Still not. (laughs) Details are fuzzy. (laughs) Uh, And... He tells one of the hobbits, like, hey, the king doesn't want to get involved in the war, but why don't we surreptitiously go light the, you know, the, whatever the torch thing. turret yes. so that all the other towns, like, it's an emergency signal, right? So you send out, because, yeah, Gandalf, he can't, com- he doesn't have FaceTime, right. he can't communicate. <laughs> you would think that maybe he could do some, like, uh, mind melding with someone but he can't do that so the right. only system of communication is we light this fire the next town oversees the fire they go oh shit we're we they need help we're going to war they light their fire the next town oversees that fire yeah and so on and so on and that's right. that's that's how you tell people anything but in the first um, one he just talked to a bug a little moth and eagles came to the rescue so what the hell he could have just done that right like well there we go there tell we the go. nearest you, butterfly point for me yeah yeah i yeah. i well well i'm a hundred percent this is my point I need, sorry, you need to let me finish this point. Okay, because this, finish. I, I, this is, there's never been more impo- anything more important than <laughs> I've said. He has to get the hobbit to um, sneak his way, like climb up the side of the thing, and then while the people aren't paying attention, the hobbit has to light the fire. Right. You're telling me Gandalf can't point his staff at the fire from like below and just have it zoonk, go on fire? Yeah. And then when they're like, who, did you do that? He'll be like, no. It wasn't me. <laughs> He's probably got a spell. But you to... lit it up the fire. It wasn't me. <laughs> Saw you talking to the ego. It wasn't me. So this is what I'm saying. Tell us what you can and can't do. Because now, like, why am I invested in like, oh, no, we got it with a hobbit. The hobbit's got to have his moment here. Yeah. And notice I'm saying the hobbit because I do forget if it was Mary or it's, Pippin. Yeah. No uh, idea. It's hard to keep them. Mary is the worst one. Right? The one that was later in Lost, uh, he's definitively the worst hobbit, is what I came, the How so? I came How to. How so? He's just the most boring one, and he doesn't do anything. I think he might light this fire. That might be. Okay. Oh, and then he, he gets, like, the the woman, the princess, then ends up killing the ring wraith. You know, yeah. he, he rides into battle with her. Oh, yes, yes, He yes. helps her out. Well, that's pretty cool, out. isn't it? No, Mary's the worst one, because he's the one that had to... He was in. Uh, he got roped into indentured servitude because uh, the stupid king saved his life or something. Oh God, they're gonna come after me again. I know it. <laughs> Fuck. <Okay. laughs> well, let's move on. From, Can I just say that I agree with? I agree with you a hundred percent about the magic stuff. Magic takes me out of every everything, like Star Wars. But it doesn't have Jedi to. Shit. Just tell us the rules. There's too many rules. There's like too Jedi, many, you too know deep. they can move stuff with their mind. But there's more. There's always more. There's like there's Jedi's that are coming back to life. There's like this whole nether realm of stuff. 
if Eshua was here, he'd be glaring at me right now just because I don't know the actual terms for it. And the, the same, like the Harry Potter stuff, I never got into because magic is just like, it's just a never ending bunch of shit that they can do. You just, they just pull it out yeah, of there. Well, you were also in your thirties when Harry Potter came out. So <laughs> yeah, but I, have I don't kids. really think it was for I you. Kids. I don't know. You I, never read it to them? Yeah, I, I read them. Oh, so okay. well, the, the books are all right. But again, it's like, oh, it's all magic. It's like, all right, who cares? <laughs> yeah, when it's convenient for JK to be like, you know, oh, th- this will be more dramatic if he can't do this thing. And then they have to find another way that's not magic to, to defeat this person or to accomplish this goal or this mission. Right. But when JK wants to move the plot along, it's just... Revelio, Revelioso. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And then the, in the Harry mer- Potter, <laughs> Harry Potter Italian restaurant. Okay, that's my pitch for you. <laughs> no. Ara, Arabiata. And then it just poof appears on your table. Yeah. Oh, fuck. We got Got banana. We're gonna have the Harry Potter heads after us now too. Well, that's fine. Jill's Jill's been fucking playing the that PS4 game, and it, all I hear when she's playing it is Protego, Protego, <laughs> Protego. <laughs> Is that her talking or is it the character on the... <laughs> no, no, it's the character. But you know how like w- like when I start a game, you know the part where like, you could pick your character and make it look like whatever you want? Yeah. Immediate skip. I'm like, give me the most basic fuck. Give me John <laughs> Doe. I don't care. Let's just get going. Yeah. She spent so long and it's freak. it freaks me out. Like the person really looks like her. Oh, she's, she's she was trying to make around. it look like herself. Yes. Yeah, Jackson does the same. Well, his his FIFA character looks exactly like him. It's I know it's, freaky. It's weird. Yeah, it's like God, love yourself much. <laughs> I when I play a video game and I have the choice, I always play as a girl. I don't know what it is. Interesting. Like it, I remember, yeah, I, I would do some turns as Chun Li okay. in the old Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't know if I've had the option to do that. Maybe I just like looking at the ass the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, because you're always looking at Well, the that's why I want it to look like me. And then I go, wow. <laughs> I look good. Fucking Avatar me is. There's also a character in, uh, in GTA that looks a, lo- a little bit like me. <laughs> it's the only video game character. Oh, uh, Trevor? Trevor, yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah. Thanks for getting it right away. <laughs> scraggly meth head? That's right, yeah. But he doesn't have a huge beard, though. No, but he's. There are similar features. We've got a, we've got a similar body type. Well, I think at the end of of GTA Five, I did select the option to murder Trevor. Aww. I think that that was. Sorry. So. <laughs> bye. But hey, when you were lying on the ground, I did look over as the blood <laughs> pooled out of you, and I said, "Dead ass, though." <laughs> uh, all right. So yeah, I want to tell you about something else that I watched. And, but I guess my first question is, have you heard of a show called Naked Attraction? No. Okay. I'm so excited to tell you about it. So I heard about it from the Peahounds, actually. Okay. Uh, go to patreon.com slash isthisgood. Uh, you can join the Discord, and that's where the Peahounds live. Uh, all right. So a show called Naked Attraction. It's a, a British show, but it is now on Max, <laughs> okay. the streaming service. Yeah. And... I think it's doing quite well. I think it was like a start off. No one knew what it was. Not a lot of marketing done for it. But I think it is like now a top show on the streaming platform. So okay. here's what it is. Uh, 
the subject can be either a woman or a man, depending on the episode. But let's just say the first one, I only watched one episode. So is a woman, she's looking to date someone, looking to meet that special someone. So of course they have the early like, uh, here's what they you know, generally do. Here's them typing on a computer. <laughs> and then that person comes onto a live soundstage with a host. There are six boxes on stage. Okay. And inside each of those boxes is a person, a man. And they have frosted glass on the front. So you can't see the men, but, you know, they're in six boxes on stage. All right, here's what happens. Stage one, they raise the panel on the front of the box (laughs) to just above the pelvis. Okay? Okay. Much as the show's title promises, Naked Attraction, the whole premise is that everyone is naked. So it's six naked dudes. Okay. So the panel comes up. You see the cock. You see the balls. The panel stops, and now, and now the host is just like, all right, what do you think? <laughs> Wait, are you as a viewer seeing the, everything? You are seeing full cock, full balls. Wow, okay, okay. Yeah, okay, this these freaks in the, <laughs> these British <laughs> freaks. Oh, they're, oh, we're so conservative. Oh, we, we think that uh, Prince Charles is uh, the divine right of kings. And um, Prince Harry wants to marry an actress. It's the greatest scandal in our country. But here, please look at six penises. But, you know, they're all like willies. What do you think of these willies? Uh, all right. So I will say, like, again, I watched one episode. Most notable thing you see on the first turn where, you know, we're just seeing penis. Yeah. A man... Full tattoo of an elephant on his pelvis. Okay. So like, like yeah. you got the, the ears and the eyes. And of course, the, the penis is the trunk. Right. Love it. I, now, this guy also happened to have a prosthetic leg. But you barely notice the as a, as a prosthetic leg because you're just looking at this penis trunk. Right. So uh, what about that? T- frankly, frankly, it looked proportional. Wow. Good for him. Yeah, it was very, it was very impressive. <laughs> so, so now the, they're like, all right, what do you think? So now this woman has to make a decision on who to eliminate based on just seeing their penises. Okay. And boy, are they turning themselves into a knot to try not to just say, all right, well, that guy with the worst of the six penises, he's out of here. Right, right. She, so, she, so she votes a guy off and the woman's like, why did you vote him off? And she's like, mm, something in their stance, something in the way they were standing. <laughs> The fuck does that mean? <laughs> but to me, this is the funniest part of the show. The funniest part of the show is is after this first round where they just eliminate one person out of six. Right. And so then for that person, they raise the thing to the top. So you see his face. He walks out of the thing. He is naked. He gives the, wo- the, the woman he's would have been dating a hug. Right. And Oh, this is the uh, reject. Yeah, yeah, this is the reject. Wow. So now you see his full face. But that's the funniest part to me. You go on the show, you get rejected in the first three minutes. <laughs> but now everyone's seen your penis, they've seen your face, and it's right. like, the voiceover is like, this is Muhammad. He's a computer science student from Newcastle. <laughs> and then it cuts to like a talking head of him, and he's like, yeah, I've never done anything like this before, but great experience. <laughs> in what way could this have been a great experience? You risked everything and got no reward oh. now everyone in your computer science class is like we've seen his dong yeah for th- so he could be on tv for literally three minutes yeah but he per- he must be proud of his dong a-, a little bit it's not like he just showed up and said all right guys pants off 
I didn't sign up for this. No, they, he wanted to show it. These are exposed. These are be people, if they didn't have this outlet, they'd be on subways exposing themselves. So it's a win-win-win <laughs> for everybody. So you think this is perhaps a, like a PSYOP, like a government program, like <laughs> they're right. over there at number 10 downing and being like, you know, we're having a lot of problems with people exposing themselves. What if we just <laughs> gave them a platform where they could expose themselves to an entire country, exactly. two countries now? Yep. God knows where, what other countries this is in. It sounds worldwide. Um, yeah. So I, sorry, Mohammed, right. you're on a list automatically, I think, just by signing up. Oh, now they're, <laughs> now they're going to surveil him? Yeah. Yeah. And just... Okay, well, uh, we move on to stage two. So now the panel rises to just above the pecs. Okay. So now, cock and ball still in play. Yeah. Uh, and now we're just seeing pecs. So now you're seeing the midsection, mm -hmm. chest, whatever. So she's making another. Of course, they say, why did you? So she votes someone off. The host is like, why? She's like, hmm, the stance. It, it was really the stunt. I mean, this thing, she thinks that she could figure out who is a good prospective marriage partner uh, just based on the way they're standing. What are some of these stances? Are they posing? Like, is is it we got the double teapot going, or we got like are people? Yeah, it's a lot of that. Yeah, okay, it's a lot of that. Yeah, right, right, right. I mean, my number one question is, I and I don't know if they add this in later episodes. I, I doubt it, but they should. I want the temperature of the studio written on the screen. Okay. Yeah. Like a little score bug. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if remember, like David Letterman famously kept his studio at like. You know, like I don't minus know what it was, ten, like yeah, like cold. close to zero uh, Celsius, like cold. Yeah, not fair to these mm. gentlemen that have put themselves out there. Like You're this. right, hundred uh, percent. So then, stage three, we're left with three people. We reveal the faces. Okay, she eliminates someone because he's too young. Okay, he's twenty. He and turns out he's twenty four. How and old I'm is she? Sure the guy she ends up with is twenty five. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember how old but just the point of like that's why it's like they're they're trying to make this seem so high minded. Like <laughs> we were all born this way. <laughs> so what you know, like well, you, the goal of a date is to end up naked. So what if you just start naked from the beginning? Sure. And you know, like this is the most honest way and putting yourself. It's like no, this isn't. Look, I'm not clutching my pearls. I don't give a shit. Like, I mean. We got Pornhub out there. Like, this <laughs> yeah. is not, this is barely counts as titillation these days. Uh, but don't even try to pretend that this is like, you're, do, you're, this is some great social experiment that you're running here. You're just showing naked people because that gets ratings. Right. It's like, where else is there to go? We've done Love Island. We've done practically people having sex on camera. Let's just go naked. Yeah. And, and, it, and is picking off someone's body really ultimately that much more insane than, Picking someone based off like a dumb conversation you have while eight cameras are filming you on The Bachelor. Yeah, I don't know. So Probably what's that? So what's the what's the end game here? Like they send them off on a. Well, I'm getting. A, to, oh, okay. okay yeah. Oh no 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 no. They just send, they say basically send them on a date to like right. a restaurant. Okay. Okay. All right. Continue. Uh, but then, right. So now she eliminates this guy. Stage four. They come out of their uh, things. They talk a bit. She eliminates everyone. But here's where it gets really interesting. Another turn. Stage five. She becomes naked. The what? woman that's... Oh, okay. If that wasn't clear up till now, she's been fully clothed. Right. Now she's naked. So now it's just two dudes completely naked standing right next to a woman completely yeah. naked yeah. with a host completely clothed. Right. And they're just like chatting and she's like, all right, uh, 
I think I'll pick Steve. <laughs> she picked, she picked the guy. I forget his what his name was, but she picked the guy with the elephant tattoo. <laughs> okay. And on the date, they seem to be having a, a a great time together. Okay, but what was the purpose of her getting naked? Just so, like. Well, so we I, I don't think there's a purpose beyond then <laughs> they get to ask the guys like, "Hey, she's been sitting here judging you. What right. do you two think of her?" But okay. like, like it's, it's she's like the host is like, "Uh, yeah, her bushy, her bushy is a bit full on. Does that bother you?" <laughs> and the guys, the guy with the <laughs> first of all, the guy with the elephant penis tattoo sh- should not be able to say anything about anyone's pubic right. region. Yeah, but he he goes like. Uh, you know, I don't really have a preference as long as it's not too full on and doesn't go, you know, right from the front all the way around the back. And the host goes, does it go around the back? So she like, the, she makes the woman turn oh around. God. And so we see her butt and, and she's like, hmm? as you can see, it doesn't go all the way around the back. And the guy's like, okay, cool, cool. But cool. he doesn't have a say anyways, does he? Like, no, I, I know. I guess, no, he doesn't get to pick her. She still has to pick her. Right, right. Anyway, so then she picks the guy they want to go on a date. And uh, and it's it's sort of that style where there's two people per episode, or at least in this first episode okay. I watched. So then, then there's a whole other woman. And then this woman was, the twist was, she was she was bi. So there was like three men and three women on stage. Uh, okay. So then she'd have to pick, do I want to go man or woman? She ended up going woman. Hmm. Okay. Just riveting. I mean, I, I'm not going back for more. I Honestly, it's pretty boring once you just get over what the format is because it's very repetitive. Right. I don't know if they change it right. up in, in later. I mean, there's multiple seasons, I'm pretty sure, at wow. this point. Wow, okay. But anyways, this is this is uh, the, the decline of culture, JD. This is where we're at now. It makes me want to go out and buy a Bible so I can thump it. <laughs> okay. Uh, are, so are you going to watch this? You know, I might uh, dip into episode two since I know how episode one. Uh, although I am curious to see this mm. elephant tattoo. So no, it's worth seeing. Yeah, it's worth seeing. Okay, all right. <laughs> tune, tune in. You gonna you gonna watch with the kids? Sure, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, all right. Some quick housekeeping uh, to support the show. Please go to Patreon.com/slash. Is this good? Um, you could do a free trial there as well, and you might want to use that free trial this week because the live stream hangout is this Thursday yes, at 8.30 p.m. It is a week late, obviously. We we're not doing any shows for the last couple of weeks, uh, but we are going to get it in this week. That's Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and we did tape it last time, actually. We did, and we posted so it in the Patreon you, page, so you, you, yes. you can catch it later. There was talk okay. about us doing a- People didn't like it? What? What? No, people liked it. I people think. didn't like yeah, it? Yeah, people, oh, okay. people were fine with it. Um, but there was talk of us doing a more European time slot. Oh, a so earlier. a more European thing. So where we're all, we're all naked. <laughs> That's right. Everybody's naked. You can't come in unless you Hey, everyone, naked. point your camera <laughs> at just your penis. <laughs> then we'll eliminate one person from the Zoom. Then we'll pull the camera up. We'll see what our midsections look like. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's the purest way to live stream. Yeah. Uh, So, yes, we will be doing that again this Thursday. That's October 5th, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. If you'd like to buy merch, go to isthisgoodpod.com. Sorry, continue. What happened? No, I'm saying that we were talking about doing a a Zoom hangout at a more European-friendly time. Okay, so what what would that be then? I don't know. But it's not going to be this time because we're a week late. But we will... 
we'll have to talk about it. We'll have to figure out the exact right time to do it. But it's going to have well, to be Well, honestly, true. it would probably be like noon. Noon or 1 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So that would be, like, if it's a noon, it's 9 a.m. here. Which is That's fine, fine, I guess. It's fine. Okay. Uh, the Europeans want to hang out, is all I'm saying. They're all, they just want to hang out. <laughs> they just... <laughs> <laughs> they're so bored over there they're so bored they need to make it poor people go naked on stage in order to judge their dongs their willies yeah so they need this entertainment that's right uh it's it's sort of it's humbling to think that if we had always done our live streams at european times then they would never have come up with this show because they would have been so entertained yeah uh, all right, so send me emails. This is good and subscribe on YouTube. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Last time we did this show, I remember I said there were 332 ratings. Okay. And I said it better get closer to 400. It's now at, what do you think it's at now? 575. Oh my God. Why, why would you say that? <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's just going to make me look stupid. What? Okay, let me try it again. It's now at, what do you think, J.D.? I don't know, 342? Oh, very interesting. It is above that, 356. Wow. That's a great guess. Wow, a great guess. I'm glad (laughs) that was your first guess. (laughs) Uh, All right, so I just had a a quick bit of follow-up here. You remember we talked about Work Wives with C.J. Toledano? Yes. And at first he was like, oh, that's the problem, until he sort of figured it out and what... He was like, yeah, maybe that's not so great. But, uh, you know, an A-I-T-A, an Am I the Asshole on Reddit, right. caught my eye okay. this week. And the the headline was, Am I the Asshole for Not Wanting My Husband to Sleep in the Same Hotel as His So-Called Work Wife? Hotel room or hotel? Okay, well, you'll have to listen. Well, the headline said, same hotel. So I was like, all right. I mean, they're going on a work trip. Yeah. Where else are they going to stay? Right. So. So far, I'm like, I'm leaning this, she's the asshole, or at least the unreasonable one. But let's read what she wrote. (laughs) My husband travels a lot for work, and I recently found out one of his coworkers calls herself his work wife. My husband was the one to tell me about it, saying how he wasn't really comfortable with the name, but deals with it since he doesn't want to upset her. Mm -hmm. I won't lie, hearing him say someone is calling themselves his work wife really pissed me off. Even though I know I can trust him, it makes my blood boil knowing there's a woman who's at his workplace who definitely knows he has a wife is calling themselves his work wife. Uh, so it's, now I'm still like, all right, now I'm even less on your side. Like, who cares? Like, you're married. A work wife doesn't mean that the person is not married. It's just like, it's not big of me to be a work wife. Right, right. Anyways, here we go. Now here we're getting the important part here. My husband has to go on a work trip, and he has told me that he has to share a room with her. Okay. Yeah. Let's just call her Jenna. I told him I wasn't comfortable with him sleeping in the same hotel room as Jenna, and he assured me that it would be fine. I trust him with my life, so I let him go. I feel like I shouldn't be jealous. It's such a stupid thing to be jealous about. Am I the asshole? Now, you might be asking yourself, is this real? Because that is always a question you have to ask yourself with an am I the asshole. Yeah, that's true. And... In my judgment, you don't have to take my word for it, I do believe this was sincere, partly because of a follow-up that I will give you in a second. Okay. Um, I guess first question, do you, does this sound, do you believe this? And what is your reaction? I mean, it's a little hard to believe because I can't imagine, other than the score circa t- 2011, <laughs> a company expecting the coworkers to share a room together. 
mm-hmm. um, especially uh, two coworkers who are opposite sex. I mean, it's unreason. It's an unreasonable thing to ask. I think. Yes, like purely from a liability perspective, yeah. a work cannot put two people of the opposite sex, especially right. in a in a hotel room together. Right. Um, so obviously, people are pointing that out. And some people are like, "Is this fake?" Blah blah. But basically, what people are saying is like. He's lying to you. Right. <laughs> like, this doesn't make any sense. The only way that two people would be sharing a room together is if they wanted to share a room together. Correct. And then people were like, is this even a work trip? Like, are you sure about that? Right. Is he just going on vacation with the his person he's having an affair with? Yeah. And and if he is, if it is, though, that I think it's insane that he would tell her that lie. Why wouldn't you just say, there's a work trip coming up? Yeah. Why would exactly. you say we have to stay in the same room? That part... That part does raise my spidey sense. But then anyways, you can you can put an edit on these Reddit posts after right. people have responded to you. So this is what the edit says. Thank you everyone for so much support. Since I'm basically finding out my husband might be cheating on me. <laughs> I won't be on here for a while just to relax a bit before he gets back and try to process everything. I will update when I can. Thanks so much. I think that this woman was very naive and just through asking this question realized that her husband is cheating. Wow. What a weird way to cheat on your spouse, though. Like, I know that is the one. I mean, unless this guy is just as naive and stupid, like, why would that be your lie? That's right. my one sticking point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Weird thing to make up. I, I, the edit kind of, kind of like her sincerity of it made me feel like she was just like one of those things where it's like you know the truth deep down, but you just can't bring yourself to admit it. Right. Yeah. 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 So you post it being like, well, maybe everyone else will tell me I'm crazy and then I'll feel better about the fact that my wife is stooping his coworker <laughs> on this trip. Jenna. Uh, it's very strange. Very, very strange. very strange. Maybe he gets off on the fact that it's happening right under her nose. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, uh-huh. uh, well, she's so stupid. My wife is so stupid. She's going to buy this story. <laughs> How dumb is she? <laughs> <laughs> she thinks that my work is making me stay with a woman, my work wife. Ugh, God. Yeah, yeah work wife's not, not good. Not good. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, especially in this case, I would say. Uh, anything else that you had a hankering to bring up? I have, I have one thing that I've been wanting to talk to you about, but I'm not sure if we should just save it for next time because I've sort of because we took that little break. I've lost track of how long we've been doing the show for. <laughs> it's been, it's been what, three days by my count? Yeah, three days. Three days. Yeah. I'll throw it in. Okay. That's, probably, that's probably enough. You, oh, you want to hear about it? Yeah, I want to hear about it. I'm curious. Okay, okay, okay. So this is from The Guardian. I, I read this a couple weeks ago, but obviously we haven't talked in a while. Uh, so the headline is, Inside the Dolphin Sex Scandal That Outraged a Nation. Does this sound familiar to you? Mm-hmm. It happened in 1990. No, it doesn't. And you were living in Europe, I think, at the time. I was, yeah. Okay, well, I just want to present this as in the running for one of the best leads ever written in an article. (laughs) Okay. Okay, here we go. When someone mentions the year 1990, you might think of the last days of Margaret Thatcher, the satanic verses, poll tax, recession, and the IRA. Or you just might think of a man in the northeast of England getting arrested for masturbating a dolphin. (laughs) 
Okay. Wow. Are you interested to hear more? Of lo- I can't wait to hear more of this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So in Northumberland, England, which I gather is like a very sort of working class, like factory, you know, maybe dreary. Maybe that's unfair to say, but it's yeah. not, you know the north of England's. Yeah. I think I think even they know it's dreary. Yeah. It's dreary love it in it. Yeah. The so, last place uh, on earth you'd think to find a to a find dolphin, a dolphin to masturbate. <laughs> Okay, you could have just thought that dolphin. <laughs> I think. Wait, so you're telling me there's places in the world where you'd be like, hey, that makes sense as a place where a guy could jerk off a dolphin." <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's one thing to find a dolphin. You can find a dolphin. There's dolphins here in Atlanta, but to whack one off, like that's hard. That's hard to find. It's very, very hard. <laughs> very hard. <laughs> in all senses. All right, so a dolphin appears. Yeah. And people are are freaking out, like. What have we done to be so blessed by, by the Lord himself that he sent this dolphin, this playful being, this gentle creature of God's green earth, and, and is sort of shifting everyone's perspective. So people start flocking the town. In the article, it's, it says, you know, suddenly alongside out-of-work miners and struggling fishermen, the harbor was swarmed with women in bikinis, new-age hippies with dolphin tattoos and crystals, southerners who couldn't understand anybody's accent, and at one point, a man in a caftan sitting on the harbor wall playing a didgeridoo for hours. I guess I changed my mind. The dolphin kind of did fuck things up in this town. <laughs> a- anything that 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 encourages didgeridoo-ness. Yeah. <laughs> not 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 great. Anyways, yeah. so there's this guy named Alan Cooper. He's an animal rights activist, right? Yeah. So he starts going in the water and swimming with the dolphin. Okay. And he's trying to sort of raise awareness for dolphins in captivity and how like, hey, look at this beautiful creature. This is how it should be. Mm-hmm. Just dolphins with their throbbing hard cocks out in the wild. <laughs> Not like those dolphins with these t- s- semis in captivity. You know, remember? Yeah. <laughs> remember um, uh, Blackfish? Yeah. With the, the killer whale and yeah, how yeah. like they're saying like in captivity, their fins just like, doop, like yeah. go over to the side because I don't know, they're so fucking depressed living yeah. in a tank. And then the people at SeaWorld were like, no, it's completely normal. <laughs> So I like to think that in captivity, a dolphin cannot get an erection. Oh uh, yeah, without without stuffing some Viagra in some smelt, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and throwing that in. Yeah. All right. So he's like, dolphins in the wild are good. Dolphins in captivity are bad. Look at this dolphin, and you will realize that we should not be keeping dolphins in captivity. And now there's this thing called the Flamingo Land Dolphinarium that's nearby in the north of England, <laughs> and Cooper's trying to have it shut down. Right. Right. Uh, but here's where it goes wrong. There's people out in the water lo- looking for the dolphin, and they're like, oh, there's a dolphin. They're like, oh, there's old uh, animal rights activist Alan Cooper swimming with the dolphin. <laughs> and they report an incident to the police. Okay. Now, the quote from Alan Cooper, this direct quote, he says, Freddie, Freddie's the dolphin. Freddie was his usual self, sometimes hooking me with his penis to the leg or arm. It was all perfectly normal. To me, at least. Okay, well, you know who wasn't perfectly normal to seeing the dolphin's penis hook his leg or arm? The people in this boat. They were like, shiver me timbers. <laughs> that man is jerking off a dolphin. Not, not a dolphin, the dolphin. We only got one dolphin here. Right. Right? Yeah. So, but here's where it gets interesting. There's this guy named Peter Bloom. He Peter Bloom. He's the owner of the Flamingo Land Dolphinarium. 
the place where they keep in these dolphins in captivity. Yeah. Now, he speaks to the police as an expert and says, yeah, this guy's fucked up. This guy jerked off that dolphin for sure. <laughs> so now people are sort of asking, did he frame the guy? Because he certainly had a motive. Wow, okay. Right? Yeah. So it says, uh, so this is all a podcast, by the way, called Hooked on Freddy. I don't know if it's out yet. I'm doing a <laughs> lot of advertising for this podcast. Yeah. But, I mean, it is a very funny and interesting story. Yeah, totally. Um, it says, there's a line in the article where it says, there's a moment in the podcast where you hear Cooper recount how the police officers who later interviewed him couldn't keep a straight face when repeating the accusation that he had been, quote, wanking off a dolphin. <laughs> so I think you got a lot here. You got some serious stuff like animal rights, conservation, right. you know, animals in captivity. And then you got some, you know, court proceedings, you got the police involved. But at the end of the day, this is about a man allegedly, allegedly jerking off a dolphin. Right. So I was just, yeah, curious if you had come across that story. You haven't, but I haven't. 1990. What? I mean, what a time. We're talking, this is 30 years ago. Yeah. And and I don't think I've heard one story about one man jerking off any dolphin since. No, definitely not. I mean. It's a cautionary tale back then, I guess, because you don't want to, you don't want to be caught doing that. I don't think. Animal so, rights right. activists. So what you're not. saying is the problem is not the doing it; the problem is being seen doing it. Well, I mean, he's an animal rights activist, and I guess he believes that the dolphin has a right to get jerked off by a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you did say the dolphin was by itself. To be clear, he says he did not do it. Uh, Okay. You don't believe him. Well, I don't know what to believe. It doesn't sound like he was... Well, you said that he was like, he got hooked on his leg by by the penis. Now, this is where I should have looked up. Just how big is a dolphin's penis? And would it have survived the first round of naked <laughs> naked attraction? <laughs> the, the panel comes up. They're like, okay, yeah, I do see a, f- a flipper. Right. Um, okay, that's interesting. Um, okay, a fin, a blowhole. Okay. Well, you okay. wouldn't. You to wouldn't, each their own. You wouldn't see the blowhole. Come on now. Oh, not yet. That would be second phase. You'd have to make the second phase <laughs> yeah. to, to see the blowhole. Um but he does have a great penis. Yeah. I don't know much about the anatomy of dolphins, but I do know this for sure. They're not whacking themselves off. Like, how, w- how could they? How would they? Yeah. Uh, okay. A rub it against, uh, like, an anemone? <laughs> okay. Like a sea sponge? Well, that's, that's, that, that would, that's, no, because that would be, <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's another living creature. That's somebody, you know, that's interspecies sexual content contact holy shit what i just google it they, they got <laughs> big penises wow this is the thing where it's like hmm it says male dolphin penises range in length from something almost as long as an arm to a penis as long as a table in killer whales okay Okay, so uh, as long as an arm. Well, it's pretty long. It's pretty big. That makes sense when he says uh, it was hooking it around my arm and leg. Yeah. That does make sense. Maybe he was the victim of this. Uh, he was assaulted by the dolphin. Uh, unfortunately, that's one of those things where it's like you go into the forest to hunt a bear. The bear eats you. They're like, well, what? Right. you were in its <laughs> habitat. 
That's I right. think this is one of those things where if, if a dolphin does decide to do some frottage that <laughs> you have no claim, either criminal or civil. Right. Yeah. You just have to take the L on yeah. that one. You should not be swimming with dolphins. Uh, all right. Well, if anyone's listening to this podcast, let us know. Let us know how it ends. Let us know if he did it or if the dastardly Peter Bloom, owner of the Flamingo Land Dolphinarium, framed a man for wanking off a dolphin. So great. Uh, so great. What a story. Uh, all right. We'll end there. Um, listen to next week's show that's coming out Monday, October 9th. That's with Jay Skeets, the final episode of the Summer of Dunks. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we'll move on to be having a plethora of hilarious and fun guests, just like we did before the summer. Uh, email us at isthisgoodpod at gmail.com. Subscribe everywhere. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, again, thank you for your support of Tass. It means a lot to us. It means a lot to his family. Uh, Tassie, we love you. We'll be excited to see you soon. And uh, we wish you the best. So that's that's it for today. Again, we'll come back next Monday. Uh, thanks for bearing with us as we scattered our way through this podcast i couldn't even come up with a fucking correct phrase to say we didn't do so good we didn't we didn't start at point a and go to point b i'm sorry if that's how you like your podcast green clean crisp to the point okay we started point a we meandered that's right to point two you know it was alpha and numeric it was alpha numeric there was morse code involved exactly all right but we got through it Thank you for coming. Thank you for listening. This was JD and Matt reaching out from the great beyond. We'll see you next week. <laughs>